Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. I'm Eric. Eric's here today. You might want to get a little closer. Push in, push <laughs> Nobody in. Nobody probably heard that. <laughs> I think it was okay. We are here on September 21st. We're going to be chatting about movies from September 22nd to 28th, 2017. What's playing right now? Viceroy's House? Viceroy's yeah. House, which yeah. continues for another week. Yeah, that's coming back next week. Gillian Anderson. Looks like a BBC, uh, mm-hmm. like masterpiece theater PBS yeah. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But with Scully in it. So. With Scully, yeah. <laughs> it's it's got to be good. It's canon with X-Files, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Andrew, were you, did you go to TIFF? Yeah, I was there for just one movie. I went to see uh, Louis C.K.'s surprise movie, that's I a, Love You Daddy, which was I really enjoyed. That's movie nerd commitment. You went to Toronto to TIFF just for Louis. Well, I, I could only go for the one day, so but it, yeah. it was worth it. I've never been to TIFF. Every time I look at like just the ticket prices on TIFF, I'm like, oh my god, because mm. sometimes it's like forty bucks just to yeah. go to a movie. But did you just walk off the street and get the ticket? Was it easy? Uh, a friend of mine, oh, okay, I think scored some tickets. Yeah, was Louis there? Yeah, he was there. He introduced it. Cool. Uh, did a Q and A after. And is this was it finished? Is it the rough cut or? Uh, it- he said he shot it in June on thirty five millimeter black and white. He shot it in June. He shot it in June under the, uh, under the radar, <laughs> just like he did with Horace and Pete, his TV series. And he screened it, the first screening, he showed it, and then he flew back to New York, made some cuts, and then came back to Toronto for the second screening, which I was at. And I don't know if he'll be making further right. edits to it, but... You said you liked it, but did it, it, it must be something without any, you know car crashes or a million different locations in it because it's pretty... Oh, it's pretty... It's it's set in New York City. It's like a Woody Allen film. It's sort yeah. of... You watch it and you can kind of compare it to like Manhattan or something. Yeah. Very Woody Allen influenced. It's like mostly set in like... Uh, I mean, nice locations, like uh, nice sets and everything. It doesn't look like a an inexpensive right. film. Right, right, right. And it, his usual gang is in it. A lot of his... Pamela Alden, who was on Louie, is in it. Edie Falco, who was in Horse and Pete, is in it. John Malkovich is in it. Chloe Grace Moretz. So it's a really good cast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Charlie Day from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Cool. Yeah. I love that he's doing this kind of stuff continually. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I did a surprise TV series with Alan Alda. Oh, here's a movie. Yeah. You know, like just like here, here I'm doing a little tour. I'm doing it. I like that he's powerful enough to do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And he's far from you know, box office gold or anything. Like, he's not, like, a superstar. But this movie was pretty much financed by people purchasing Horse and Pete online. That's amazing. That's really cool. So, basically, I helped finance the movie. There you go. I I paid, you know, I forget how much it was, maybe 30 bucks for... The series. The series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He made so much off that stand-up special, too, that he did online. Like, he just released... Yeah. On his site, he made, like, millions. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the final number was, but that's just crazy. It's nice to be able to do that, like, once you have that established name, obviously. Yeah, and whether you're Mystery Science Theater or Louis C.K. or Weezer, it's very interesting that people are able... If if the big guys like that are able to cut the middleman out, Mm -hmm. they're influencing the little guys to kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Because, like, Weezer, when they left Geffen Records, which was quite a few years ago now, like, might have been eight or ten years ago, maybe even, now they're essentially their own... Entity. So they organize their own tours, they do their merch, they mm-hmm. do their music videos, but they get to do exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. And they're really smart because you'll see them do a song for a 
Cars Pixar movie or in a commercial for something. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with Louis C.K. Like, I bet you the paycheck that Louis got from doing Secret Life of Pets, Mm -hmm. which was a big hit, probably helped him do some little independent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really cool nowadays. A lot nowadays. of people wouldn't even know he was in that, too. Like, if they yeah. saw that movie, it's not in their wheelhouse, you know? You're just like... Yeah, basically, the movie he made, it cost... It was a $5 million movie. Wow. Yeah. And movies, you know, the movies aren't really budgeted at $5 million anymore. Right. Uh, is it, like, at least at $30, $40 million? Yeah, it's like pocket change, you know, as these things go. <laughs> I wish that was my pocket change, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's like the only movies they're producing under $50 million, $100 million, are horror films for the most part and they continually are making a profit and you would think they would look at that business model and be like oh if we make a really great comedy at 10 million dollars or a really great drama at 10 million dollars and it works sometimes but you see lately whether it's the films like The Conjuring not even like the little uber low budget movies Mm -hmm. like Blair Witch Project yeah like I think Annabelle It all these films are relatively low budget and every once in a while there'll be a drama that does that or a comedy that does that but Seems more genre stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Or you see, who does it well actually is Seth Rogen and his gang, where they'll do a movie that you would think cost $100 million, and you look and you're like, wow, you did it for $30 million? Yeah. And then it makes $80 million and everyone's happy. Yeah, and it's, and it's easy sell too, because I mean, you know, from sales or overseas or whatever, with those guys, you're going to make minimum, you know, say 50 mil, more than that usually, but still. They were talking about how Steven Sonnenberg's new movie underperformed. Uh-huh. But the catch was it kind of didn't because it was lowish budget considering it's a movie with Channing Tatum and Daniel Craig in it. Yeah. So it cost 20-something million dollars. It has broken even on the domestic box office, I believe. But he was saying how it's already pre-sold to Netflix mm-hmm. and whatever. And, yeah, and, and stuff. So everybody who invested got their money back. Yeah. So they're all happy. And when it comes out on... Blu-ray, that'll sell a handful of copies. When it comes out on Netflix, that'll make them a couple bucks. When it comes out on HBO, that'll make them a couple bucks. He made the movie he wanted, and it didn't make $300 million, but it didn't have to. No. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of him, too, with, like, Ocean's Eleven, sort of getting back to what you said, it's just, like, having these guys take pay cuts to be like, hey, that'd be cool to be in a movie with all of us. Yes. Mm. It would have cost, gotten, like, $200 million or whatever. Oh, yeah. those people, but... When you have someone like Soderbergh who's just like, hey, let's make a cool throwback type movie, and then it turns yeah. out to be a lot of fun. So Yeah. You'll see that in a lot of careers where they'll do something super mainstream, and there's no shame in that, but then they'll do an independent thing after that. They'll kind of go back and forth a little mm-hmm. bit. Cusack was doing that for a while, and now, I don't know. <laughs> John Cusack is the most, one of the most fascinating, weird career turns. Yeah. Like, that he was here at Ottawa Comic Con signing autographs. Yeah. Seems so out of place to me. It was so weird. Like I was like, you're not on Star Trek or Doctor Who yeah. or And what are you getting signed? Like for the most part I want to take like a VHS of pushing tin in there yeah, or yeah. as a gag. It's like, whoa, alright. And I have a couple of friends who met him and, and, and he wasn't rude, but even he kind of felt like a bit like he didn't know what he was doing <laughs> Where there. Am I, again? <laughs> I think it was probably like he got the offer and was like, Oh, I'm off this weekend and I can make yeah. a couple bucks. Yeah, why not? Sure. Hello, Cleveland? There's an animation fest in town this weekend. I'm going to miss that because I'm too busy. I'm working and stuff like that. I'd love to go to TIFF eventually. I want. Or I really want to go to the one in, in Michigan. The Traver- Michael Morris Film Festival? Michael Morris yeah. Film Festival. I'd like to go to that someday. The, really, the only big festival I've been to is Fantasia, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun. The only thing that's kept me from going the last couple of years is that more and more now, we get 
a lot of the cool stuff that they get. Yeah, yeah. And anytime I tag them in a, uh, it won the audience award of Fantasia, yeah. they always retweet it, you know, and we know one of the guys who runs it always, anytime we show a 35 millimeter film, one of the guys from Fantasia comes to see that 35 yeah. millimeter oh, film because he's, he's uh, addicted to 35 millimeter. That's, it's not that far really to considering. Yeah, I got to go again. I, I was lucky when I went once, my friend was writing for the Montreal Gazette. Oh, nice. So we just went to a ton of movies and oh, I was yeah. in Montreal for like a week <laughs> and it's a blur and then you're like, oh my God, we've seen three movies a day for seven days. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's exhausting, but it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I also, I would kind of want to go on the, I think it's still branded the Roger Ebert cruise. I think Chaz does it now. They still do that? I think they do. I, I think, so, I think yeah. Chaz oh, wow. kind of runs it, and then there'll be other filmmakers and critics who go and think. I know Turner Classics did one, I think. Or I don't yeah. know if they still do one. There would be nothing more cinema nerd than going on a cruise ship to some to Italian, watch, you know. <laughs> to watch Speed 2 Cruise yeah. Control. Oh, to sit inside and watch movies instead yeah, of so enjoying the beautiful scenery. And, and Weezer did a similar thing, not film festival, but like they did that tour on yeah. a cruise ship too, where it was just like this super fun, ridiculous thing. I don't know how yeah. I was able to get it back to Weezer, but anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, people are realizing how much fun random stuff on a ship can be. Or Except Speed 2. Yes. <laughs> Speed 2, Cruise Control. <laughs> I met somebody from Austin recently, and he was talking about going to Alamo, like the the Alamo Drafthouse mothership, like yeah, the like Alamo the Drafthouse. Alamo, yeah. And I was saying, yeah, we're kind of like the Ottawa Alamo Drafthouse. And we have a good relationship with them as well and get stuff from them and from AGFA and stuff like that. And, yeah. and Except they've franchised and become millionaires, and we haven't done that yet. Well, <laughs> not yet. Spoiler. One, one day. Did Lee stick around to see more things? Did he stay for the Jackie he stuck Chan? Around, no, he he stuck around for the the new John Woo movie. Oh yeah, called Manhunt. Yeah, I hopefully we'll get that and we'll get the Louis movie. The Louis movie sold to a company called uh, the Orchard. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, or the or- Orchard. The, the yeah. Orchard. We we shown a bunch of films uh, we book with them. So oh, I'm sure we'll get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it would have been it would have been great to stay for the Disaster Artist as well. Oh my but, god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Disaster Artists, <laughs> which so I, you know, hopefully we'll be getting and. Yeah, December. Yeah. Crazy, crazy press for that. I believe since the last podcast, I think it was, podcasts are always a blur, I posted a little thing because people are starting to see it now. And so far the reviews are universally good, mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I haven't seen a bunch of it yet, but like some photos and stuff like that. And people keep asking on, on Facebook or Twitter. It's like, and they'll be like, oh, what are you doing for the 100th? Are you going to show this for the 100th? And, I, and I'm just... You know, I'm trying not to be rude or, or snarky back at them, but I'm like, if we knew what we were doing for the 100th, we would tell you. I promise. We wouldn't yeah. keep it a secret. And we don't know now. You can speculate what we might be working on because we had guests in the past. But people are, are anticipating this. And people who I think I think it's going to be really good for us one way or the other. Like, yeah. even if it does go to the multiplex first, I think just the publicity of it's going to be good for us. And I think just like the way some people waited to see... The Big Sick or Baby Driver with us, mm-hmm. I think people are going to wait. So whether we do the back-to-back movies on the 100th screening of The Room, whether it's Tommy and Greg's new movie, what's that one called? Best Friends. Best Friends, yeah. With, with an R in, in parentheses. Best Fiends. Best Fiends. <laughs> Best Fiends Friends. That doesn't make it, it's like Best trying to, friends. it's like trying to pronounce seven. seven. Yeah. So seven and... Figure this out. <laughs> I still don't think... I wish them all the best. I still don't think the movie's going to make $200 million. No. But I think it's going to 
do well. I think, I mean, I don't think it costs anything to make. Yeah. And man, like, I think it might get an adapted screenplay nomination. Yeah. Some people are saying, like, James Franco is great. I can't, and, and it's funny too because seeing that teaser, I was like, oh yeah, this looks fun, but I just, seeing the reviews, like, I'm just like, I can't. I, I like James Franco and he's yeah. been good but I'm like it's so weird in my brain to think that this is that crazy good but I, I mean I don't doubt that it could be it's just like it's so hard to stick the landing on something like that you know? oh yeah and I think I mean not quite the same thing but a lot of adaptations like adaptations of old Starsky and Hutch or something like that they've kind of camped it up or made it kind of a little bit more goofy mm-hmm. and I think maybe people thought that this was going to be more of like really grinding at Tommy Wiseau being a madman. But they've done the genius thing of getting Tommy on their side, which I think all they had to do was get him to come and do a cameo in the movie. And I don't know. I don't think he has a credit. I don't think he's like creative consultant. Like James Franco in the movie? Because that, that, would be oh, that would be good. Yeah. But see, I think him in the movie might be too distracting. It would be like that scene at the end of Pee-wee's Big Adventure where Pee-wee is the cameo. Like, I think it would be... Too much like, oh, there's the crazy guy. Yeah, it's already weird seeing him in other stuff as it is. Like, he was in, like, a, I think it was Samurai Cop 2. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh, and yeah. you're just like, okay, there we go. And it, it was fun, but you're also just like, yep, that's him being him, and here we go. <laughs> but, like, not that Tommy has gone away, but just the next couple months promise to put him in the public eye again. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the cover of Entertainment Weekly or something. Yeah. Or get on, you know, I guarantee you he will be on... Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. or The Tonight Show like I, I guarantee you oh, Tommy Conan will be on well, yeah probably, mm-hmm. you know. but yeah we very like and I think it's gonna be I'm sure back I mean this was in the 90s but I'm sure when Ed Wood came out video store rentals of Ed Wood movies increased oh yeah and even though that wasn't a giant hit it still put Ed Wood back in the public yeah. eye well I think that's when I bought Plan 9 finally like they re God knows what re-release that was, but yeah. like then mm-hmm. that started getting pumped out for a couple of bucks, and I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this could be good." Yeah. <laughs> I was in Vancouver at the time, and there was a Mayfair type theater there that sadly doesn't exist anymore. And they did a double bill, and it was I know so they did a triple bill because they were so short. Yeah. So it was Glenn or Glenda, Plan Nine, where they're both like an hour each or mm-hmm. or so, and then Ed Wood. So it was a triple bill, and it was so fascinating to see them back to back. And even though Ed Wood is you know, kind of fictionalized mm-hmm. to see just the little walking into the set or forgetting your lines or why they put in the Buffalo Stampede scene. Mm-hmm. And so I think the room or disaster artist is going to be very much akin to that. Yeah. We have the room 97th consecutive month coming up this Saturday, the 23rd, which is crazy. Yeah. And then 98 in October, 99 November. A hundred. <laughs> yeah, no matter what we actually do, that's pretty special. Even, even if for some horrible reason that we can't... It's bad timing. Yeah. If a hundred landed in, like, February or March, it might be better. It's landing right around Christmas, yeah, yeah. you know, so the holidays. Yeah, it's awkward timing. It's sure. also when they're going to be releasing Disaster Artist. Even if we don't do anything, just the fact that it's the hundredth month is going to mm-hmm. be pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Just to say that is huge. Yeah. So Andrew, you just went there and back. You didn't get to uh, catch anything else there in uh, a tiff. Lee also saw the new Vince Vaughn movie. Oh, the, the ride and yeah, the brawl and cell block. Yeah, the brawl and oh, cell yeah. block That's eleven or something. Super good. It's from the director of Bone Tomahawk. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah, I keep hearing that's great too. Yeah, everyone says it's, it's really great. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. The list has 500 movies on it, but it's not on there. Yeah. So. But that's the thing. People now will say, are you getting this movie that's a TIFF? And I'm like, 
Well, probably, but it could be a year away. Yeah. Like, often some stuff that's there is we'll get it. There was some movie we had recently, so it was over 12 months since TIFF, and we got it. You know, so sometimes yeah. it's a slow process to get that into actual theatrical distribution. And sadly, somebody asked on Twitter about if we were showing the new Chucky movie. Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, oh, I was like, so I was like, no, it's probably like a straight to video. Yeah, it's, they're doing like I think like the a last brief two. theatric, like you know, yeah. one night or a few nights kind of thing. But yeah, still, the last one was pretty good. I mean, on a on a direct to video right. sequel to a long running series. And I was actually glad that person asked that question because it was yeah. the kind of thing I wanted to ask but wasn't <laughs> going to. I was like, we're, we're not going to get that. But you see its release date pattern, and it's coming out on Blu-ray and video on demand really fast. And yeah. Netflix, it's it's in October on Netflix. Yeah, so, like I mean, early October. Kind of so tough. yeah, I just said like we're packed. We got that's so many. There is yeah. no lack of awesome Halloween stuff we have. And in fact, we just booked. Better watch out. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, man, this is just, it never ends, all these... I was just going to ask Lee if we were going to book that for Christmas, because it's a Christmas movie, but, I mean, this is nothing new of seeing Christmas movies not at Christmas, because Mm -hmm. you look back and, you know, even like Iron Man 3, anything by Shane Black is... is, uh, Yeah, and it's VOD October 2, I think, so it's like by November, December. We have to get it out, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so if you, we better watch out, it's like Australian, I don't know if it's set in Australia but it's an Australian yeah, film sure. I haven't seen the trailer yet but it's a it's a grown up even in the tagline it's like a pun on Home Alone you might be home but you're not alone so but it's a maybe not R-rated but a R-rated-esque thriller horror yeah. film about a home invasion around Christmas time so and it's, it's great reviews so it's another another horror film added to our list in yeah. October so no complaints here we're packed we, we have more than one a week there's going to be at yeah. least a premiere or a awesome retro movie like Suspiria or Monster Squad oh man this feels mm. like the busiest October we've ever had I don't know yeah. if it is but there's so much it's like October and Christmas sometimes we haven't done as much lately but like sometimes we'll same thing put in like half a dozen Christmassy films holiday mm. films but so we also have speaking of horror films this one couldn't even wait till October. We have It Stains the Sands Red. That's coming on the 27th and 28th. That's another kind of low-budget film festival kind of thing. Yeah, it's a zombie movie set in Las Vegas or somewhere in Nevada in the desert. Yeah, and it looks very simple. It's I think it's like one zombie yeah. chasing the final girl through Vegas. And, um, they're very good things. The the trailer, some of the trailer quotes were a little over the top. It was like yeah, the greatest zombie impor- movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like most important zombie movie from Dawn of the Dead or something. And you're yeah. like, yeah. Like, are you sure? <laughs> but still, come see it. I yes, mean, yes, that yes. may well be true. I, I haven't seen it, so that's your that's your uh, prequel to our Halloween month. That's right at the end of September. So come see that. It stains the sands red. Then we have Trophy Ottawa premiere documentary about conservation and hunting rare animals. Yep. I fully, getting really good reviews. Really good reviews. I fully admit I don't know if I'll... I'm a sissy. I'm a big sissy. And, <laughs> a, and a vegan. And I don't know if I'll have the heart to watch this movie. I, I just... Yeah, I it know. looks great. Yeah. Great reviews. And very interesting because it's all about this back and forth on the subject of trying to save the rhinos. Maybe if we just cut off their horns, they could still live. The horn grows back. Maybe it grows back, right? Or we just don't do that, you know. Like, so it, it's, but yeah, very interesting looking documentary that uh, I'll see if I. It's it's like a horror movie. For that's me. what I was gonna yeah. say. In some ways, a horror movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then uh, we mentioned Viceroy's House. The other grown up movie we have this week is 
The Women's Balcony, an Israeli film, a drama about a family around a bar mitzvah, and I think it's like comedic dramedy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No killer in that one. No, no. (laughs) This is the movie, this is our weekly movie that you could bring your grandma to. This This is the nice movie without... Zombies are yeah, killing animals. Before it stains the sands red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we have... Oh, An Inconvenient Sequel, which I saw the trailer to last night when I came to see The Villainous. It looks really good. It looks re- it looked good, but like heartbreakingly good, because yeah. it's like, oh, it's ten years later and we still didn't save the world yet. <laughs> yeah, like, how'd that go? Uh, not that good. Not that good. <laughs> so, but there's a part in the, in the trailer where Al Gore says, ten years ago, the anti-environmentalists were like oh you're irresponsible the things you're saying in the movie will never happen there's no chance of Manhattan flooding there's no chance of the where the peace towers were flooding and lo and behold it's all happened it uh, looks very good I, I always remember this got it it was 10 years ago and Al Gore was on Letterman and Dave just kind of went I just have the feeling we're, we're done and Al Gore was like no no we can still save you and, 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 and Dave was like I don't know I just I think we'll try our best I think there's good people trying but I think we screwed up and, pretty, and then in that time Letterman's gone he has a giant beard yeah look what happened it's like yeah he backed that up I guess I think that was the run of when we were showing movies that turned me into a vegan because we had this run of coincidentally timed the bees are disappeared movie plastics are gonna kill us movie oh, man. Uh, eating meat's gonna kill us movie and I watched like eight of those in a row and I was like ah, I gotta do something <laughs> this isn't right yeah then we have, so we mentioned The Room. Our other special one screening only this week is our Mayfair Kids Club presentation of The Princess Bride, Sunday afternoon at 1.30. It's always interesting because what was a kid's movie when I was a kid yeah. is very different than now. And we kind of have in The Room like three different ages, just slightly <laughs> of what was a kid movie when you were a kid. Yeah. And to me, when I was a kid, a kid movie was like Stand By Me that had like swearing and a dead body in it. Yeah. And then things got really sissy and became like the Elmo movie and the Barney movie. Yeah. And now they're kind of back with like, you know, Zootopia and Moana and kind of good stuff like that. But Yeah, I was just talking about that yesterday because I remember when I was 11, the Ninja Turtles 3 movie came out, which I think was direct-to-video, or or should have been at least. No, it was big screen. It wasn't? Oh, man. Because I (laughs) I was the youngest of four and there was four years difference and then up and up. And so I was the one where it's like, well, we can't get a cool movie because Eric's still 11. And so... You know, they, my mom did her best and got Ninja Turtles 3, and we bonded as a family over how terrible <laughs> that movie is. Oh, yeah. my God. And now you watch it every Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, just, I kind of forgot about it, and then someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, God, that, that just, you know, it was kind of like when we all went and saw the Grinch, the Jim Carrey oh, one. We were just like, that was oh, a bad idea. God. No offense to Grinch fans, <laughs> of course, but the, the cartoon is where it's at. For yes. Me. I forget, Andrew, did you mention, like... Do you have a Monster Squad from when you were a kid? Like a movie that's not necessarily a five-star movie, but because you saw it when you were 11? Uh, it's like... Well, I remember watching Stand By Me growing up. I never got that. I remember renting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Watching that on a semi-regular basis. There's just a bunch of movies like that that you watch when you're like 11 and you're like, I shouldn't be watching this alone. Yeah. yeah. Do my parents know I'm watching this? Yeah. Uh, that was always the like the swear alarm or the nudity alarm. And that's what it's like. Eric's going to bed. I was like, oh, come on. It's good. <laughs> I remember, I don't think I mentioned this before, my mom, because you look at the box, and maybe even the trailer, I don't remember the trailer, but she rented Risky Business, and this was back in like the I remember renting that when I was a kid. like the heyday glory of VHS, and as much as, you know, I'm all about movies on the big screen, there was a very nice thing about going with your mom to the video store on a Friday night, and picking out some movies, and going home, and and you explain to people now, and it's, it's... 
it's done, you know, yeah. like that, that's alien. Especially the giant clamshell cases, those were always sweet. Risky Business was, of course we all now know, a very R-rated 80s movie, but she thought it was going to be like a Ferris Bueller kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you look at the box and you're like, okay. And I remember watching it and there's like... But with prostitutes. Yeah. So his, <laughs> his parents leave, Tom Cruise's parents leave, he's dancing around in his underwear, it's funny. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there was, I think, like a full-blown sex scene. And I just remember my mom, hand over my eyes, or like, okay, bedtime, you know? like, And poor her, so you just thought it was a Ferris Bueller type movie. Yeah. And I always wonder if that happens. That must happen. Every once in a while, and I wish I could remember the example, but someone will come here with a, like a 10-year-old to a movie, and I'm like, do you know what this is? Yeah. Like, And it'll be like, like a Quentin Tarantino movie, and they'll be like, oh, but it's acclaimed or whatever. I'm like, this is really restricted. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you can bring your kid, but there's a bunch of death and violence and swearing in this movie. And some people are cool with that. Like, I really, yeah. I've gone back and forth with that. And, like, I buy my tongue. I don't have kids. I'm not here to judge anyone who has kids. Right. And it's like, oh, my six-year-old just watched Evil Dead or whatever. I mean, I, I, it's crazy to me in some ways, but I'm also, like, a lot of these kids, they know the difference between what's real and what's not. And yeah. I accept that. But it's so crazy. Like, I mean, I was sneaking horror movies by the time I was able to figure out how to do that. And, like, that we just didn't. My parents wouldn't rent those for me. I had yeah. these cool friends who were like, oh, I did saw, you know, took some chains on. I'm like, oh, oh I did saw Turn Ninja Turtles 3. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think things got more restricted when Blockbuster and Rogers were around. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I was a little kid, it was just, like, renting movies from the corner store. Yeah. And that guy didn't care. No, usually they don't. And I remember watching uh, multiple times, the same way a kid watches, like, Frozen all the time, I remember renting stuff like House and I good loved movie. House. Yeah, good, but still good. Evil Dead One, Nightbreed, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was, I wasn't like you know five. I was like twelve. Yeah. But I remember. I think my mom was okay with it, but I'm sure some of my friends would have been in trouble yeah. if they yeah, knew absolutely. what we were watching. And it was, it was last Halloween. I felt so bad, but The Shining or The Exorcist or maybe both are R-rated. So not like oh, yeah. fourteen. They're R-rated. And four or five kids who were clearly fourteen. They had, like, the Simpsons-esque, like, <laughs> going through puberty voice yeah. and the whole thing. Well, we still had, sir. Yeah, and one came up and was like, one for The Shining, please. <laughs> and I kind of sighed, and his friends were all in the background kind of, like, yeah, they were the looking on. Ones. Yeah, in like, anticipation. Yeah, and I was like, I'm I'm really sorry, but I, I can't let you come in and see the movie. Oh. And he was like, oh. And they were all very nice, which made it worse almost. If he yeah. would have said, like, screw you, old man, and, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, flipped over something and walked out. But You've become that guy now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, I'm very sorry, but on, if your parents don't like this and we let you in and then they oh, phone man. us, it could all be a thing. It's not worth it. The man in the tattoos insisted yeah. I go in. <laughs> he insisted. He made me go see it. <laughs> and then another kid came up and he said, like, how, how close did we get to getting in? And I'm like, ah, uh, not very close. <laughs> and he was like, oh. And, and a girl with them laughed. So the girl, who's like the smartest of the bunch, evidently, laughed. But I was like, and I was like, give it a couple more years, you know? But yeah. I felt so bad. You like, away the Losers Club. I, I know. Oh. <laughs> and then they had to go and fight a demon clown monster. Yeah, they've seen way scarier stuff <laughs> yeah. than that. But it, it's very, yeah, I, I'm sad that I have to turn away kids to see horror films. But yeah. it's just that, like, maybe the parents wouldn't care at all, you know? But it's... I remember my dad bringing me to, like, Fright Night. Oh, man. I might have been 13 and it was 14A. I can't remember. Something yeah. like that. But that was always, like, the rule, right? You could bring your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you could bring a five-year-old to a 18A movie if yeah, you wanted. Yeah, 
Yeah, oh, I hate turning kids away. It makes me it makes feel like an old you, man. Knowing you, I feel like that could hurt you inside. <laughs> and you're just tempted to let him in, but you're like, we wouldn't get like arrested, but we'd get in trouble. Oh, you yeah. know, like it, it would, it we'd just we'd have people picketing outside, like Silent yeah. the Deadly Night style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just what we need. There's been a couple times you've shown controversial films, and I've been sad that there wasn't a picket outside. <laughs> you <laughs> like, want to start it? Like there, when we show, like, did we show Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, and I wanted a bunch of people outside mad at us, yeah. but like, no. We've no shown the trailer a few times too, and people like get excited watching. Yeah, it. like, are you, are you showing this? We're like, no, it's just a fun trailer, and you're like, oh, oh like, yeah, that's the reverse of the picketing guy. Come on, my friend got mad at us because back when we had 35 millimeter, more often, we would slap trailers in front of it, and my friend's favorite bad 80s movie is Demon Lover. With Scott Valentine from Family Ties, oh, I remember which is like trailer. three things that are dated in the eighties, and she was so upset that we weren't. She was like, "You're showing the Demon Lover." We're like, "No, it's just a trailer." It said coming soon. Yeah, you lied to me. <laughs> you lied to me in trailer form. Man, I forgot about that. I think I've only seen that trailer once, and it was here. In yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just remember the only other thing to mention this week is is it our holy cow, our fourth Stray Cat Rock Film Festival entry, Machine Animal. I didn't expect these to be blockbusters, but it kind of breaks my heart that only like twenty people come to these because mm-hmm. they're so amazing. Yeah, like have you staff. seen all? all I've sure. seen the first couple. Uh, I missed one unfortunately because I was working both the nights. I missed all of them. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but I've seen bits of them. But uh, I'm gonna come this Sunday to see to see Machine Animal. But uh, if, if you guys got a chance, come see. And you don't have to. It's not. Um, it's not like Harry Potter one through five. You, they're just, they're standalone. <laughs> I was wondering you, about that. Yeah, they're different characters. That you know, but. Yeah, they're so cool. But so that's coming up on uh, uh, late late show on Friday at eleven, and then Sunday early show for people like me who midnight movies are past yeah. their bedtime eight forty five, and it's only eighty two minutes long, so yeah. nice and short. Still get home in time to go to bed at a decent hour. So, but yeah, so that is our movies playing this week. A nice diverse batch of films. Yeah, go check out the website because we've got new stuff popping up all the time. You yeah, new website popping up. New website. Popping up all the time. Uh, <laughs> all the time. All the time. Better watch out. And the other... What was the other one I just... Thelma? Thelma, which I know nothing about. Without nothing. Louise. Yeah, not Thelma and Louise. When you type in no. Thelma, it instantly tries to make you put up a Thelma and Louise yeah. poster. And I wasn't going to make the obvious joke on Twitter. I was like, someone else is going to handle yeah. this, so I'll just leave that. So we'll wrap it up so these guys can go back and, you know, work. I mean, we enjoy getting paid to do this, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, This yeah. is good. I think we have another hour in us to pull yeah. this up. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to mark Marin this. We're going to make it like a three-hour podcast. This is good. Then i got to edit a three-hour podcast. No, I like half oh, an hour. True, half yeah. an hour is good for me. I feel bad about that. So go visit our friends at House of Tiger across the street. They've always got new video games and pinball machines coming in. I think there's a rumor that they might have... The Simpsons, I think, was in their flyer. Yeah, the it Simpsons was some pinball cool. machine. Yeah, I want them to get Twilight Zone, but like that, I might be the only one who wants that. So I don't know. And if you listen to this podcast right away, all of their Sundays in September are arcade free play in Ooh. the afternoon, which nice. is awesome. So you can go and play games over and shove kids out of the side to play video games. Yeah, check out our website, all the social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon at the Mayfair. Bye bye bye. So your folks are going out of town. Just use your best judgment. You know we trust you. You got the place all to yourself. <laughs> A good time, Joe. In the privacy of your own home. Just take those old records off the shelf. That's her. She's fantastic. Yeah. I said listen to her.
time last night? <laughs> I had a great time. This music ain't got the same song. You ever get high, Joe? Don't let me do anything stupid. Don't worry. I like that old time rock and roll. Who's the U-boat commander? Don't try to take me to a disco. I don't remember giving permission for a party, Joe. A party? I've got a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. Music just the soul. Doesn't anyone want to accomplish anything, or do we just want to make money? Make money. Make a lot of money. There's a time for playing it safe. And a time for risky business.